Hey, welcome to the Community Bible Reading Podcast from Imago Day Church. Today is Monday, June 4th, year of our Lord 2018. My name is DJ, I'm the pastor of Imago Day, and uh, here just to look at our, our passage today, uh, our New Testament reading for our, our CBR is Philippians 2. If you're new to CBR, uh, it's something we do as a church and other churches around uh, the nation and even the world uh, do this as well. Uh, it's a reading, uh, one passage from the Old Testament, one passage from the New uh, each day um, with an opportunity to uh, pray and reflect as you read and to share this in community. And so if this is new for you, we'd love for you to join in uh, and get that. Um, today our reading is in Philippians 2. And what this podcast is, is an opportunity to just take a small section of the, uh, the scripture from the day and just talk around it and then, and then lead into a, a place of, of prayer. So I'm going to look at uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, and uh, try and keep this a little shorter than uh, some of my previous endeavors in this. So here we go. Philippians 2, 1 through 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen. That's one of my uh, favorite passages in all of the scriptures. Um, It's just a a beautiful description of... um, the character and person of, of Jesus. And it, it comes out of uh, Paul's desire. He's writing to the Philippians for their joy and for their unity. Um, that, that's one of the, the, the main themes that's stressed throughout. It's in, at the end of Philippians 1. It's there in the beginning of Philippians 4. Uh, this idea of uh, the church being unified is incredibly important. And so he says, hey, uh, complete my joy by being of the same mind, same love, full accord, one mind, that this is where the gospel leads you to, is this place where, where you're, you're bound together. He uses this word in, in uh, chapter one, I think it's verse five. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, verse five, partnership or koinonia, this fellowship and, and this knitting together that happens in the gospel, that you are not just, it's not just you and God, but it's we that happens in the gospel. And so um, he says, hey, this is where it's pressing you. And, and, then, and then chapter two is, here's how it's fleshed out. 
Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That the pathway, in a sense, to humility is that when you look at the other person, they are not a means to, your en- to an end. Other people in community are not um, obstacles. They are not problems. They are not um, uh, people that you can use to fulfill your desires, but rather the gospel shapes your life in such a way that you're saying, okay, how, like their needs are now greater than mine. They are more significant than myself. Um, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. This is radical teaching uh, that, that you should lay down your own priority first for the sake of what others might have first. And it's super, super challenging. I mean, like, like you have needs, man. You have, you have things that you, you, know, you need to take care of. And, 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 and what if someone wrongs you? And I mean, it, it can get real messy and life is real complicated. But Paul motivates um, not by uh, a way of guilt, but by a way of example. He, he points to Jesus. He says, have this mind. Now notice he said, have the same mind. Be of one mind. And now in verse 5, this is that mind that you're called to have and this is yours. It's a gift that's given to you in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus walked this path, and here's the path he walked, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, being born in human form, found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. If you've been around Imago Day Church for any length of time, we've talked about this passage a ton, that you can take each line and just ask the question, higher or lower, higher or lower? And, and as you go line by line through there, you know, found in human form, that's uh, uh, in the form of God, incredibly high right? Uh, but made himself nothing, right? Lower, right? Taking the form of a servant, lower. Uh, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, lower. Even death on a cross, lowest still. And in two sentences, you go from the height, highest heights to the lowest low. Um, this is the journey of Jesus. And so just to, um, th- this passage uh, is, is just weighted with theology and to um, before we kind of move on from there, just to look at a couple phrases. When it says he's the form of God, uh, what that means is it's not saying that he, um, uh, I'm trying to, where is the, my note, I wrote a note for myself. Ah, yeah, form of God. Not meaning that he was like God, but really not. No, when, it, when it's saying it's um, that he was characterized by what was essential to being God. Um, so, so it's, he's, this is what true, uh, Gordon Fee says. He was a commentator on this. Um, this, uh, this word behind it talks about it's that which truly characterizes a given reality. So it says the form of God. He's saying it, Jesus had everything, is everything that, that, that um, is essential to being God. And he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, or, um, but, not, but he showed his equality, more or less, um, not in grasping, uh, not in trying, like the popular view of kingly power even today is that you, you grasp and you, you flex and you, you show off, you stunt, you, you know, you, you assert yourself. And 
But rather, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. It wasn't in grasping, right? But instead, in pouring himself out for others. So again, Gordon Fee, he says, his equality with God found its truest expression when he emptied himself. Um, in, at the cross, God's true character was fully manifested. So that's what's happening here. He's, he's showing his true godness. This is the character and likeness of God. God's heart bends and moves in this way. He made himself nothing. How did he make himself nothing? By taking the form of a servant. It's actually subtraction by addition. So when it says he emptied himself, it's not that he emptied himself of his godness. No, that he, he emptied himself. He became nothing by taking on the form of a servant. It's subtraction by addition. And it led him to a place, even death on a cross. And therefore, because of this obedience, because of this direction, it says, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue confess, right? And so what what this passage is is teaching is that humility is so counter-cultural um, it is so offensive to your personal sensibilities, right? To put others' needs before my own, to not think of, you know, myself first and, 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 and all the questions of what if, what if, what if. And then he shows, no, Jesus showed God's character in heart by going lower and lower and lower still. Worthy, he is worthy of, of, of glory that you cannot even fathom, and he went to a depth that you will never go, right? And actually, it's because of this that he is exalted and honored, and because of this that we worship and acknowledge him. And so like the, the pathway, in a sense, to the good life, the pathway to um, uh, what God has for you and what you want for your life is not in seeking glory after glory. It's not seeking success after success. It's not seeking yourself after yourself, the pathway to life is actually found in humility and, and in seeking others, and in that you're walking in the way of Jesus. It's a theology of cr- the cross rather than a theology of glory. And what I mean by theology of glory is that everything is always success, always your best life now, always you're going to win. And instead it's saying, uh, uh, my life is cruciform. My life is shaped by a dying, a dying to myself, a dying to my needs. And in that, I'm going to bless others in that God is going to be glorified in that I'm walking where Jesus walked in that I'm, I'm actually in the life that God has for me. So that leads to a place of prayer. I think adoration is to recognize um, in, in adoration that, that Jesus is the, the form of God. Um, I think verse 10 is, is a place of worship that Jesus, nine and 10, that Jesus has the name above every name. Uh, and every knee will bow and tongue confess, and, and we can participate in that now. We don't have to wait for that day in the future that with your knee, with your life, you can, you can bow and confess Jesus Christ is King. He is Lord, and this is to the glory of God the Father. And what an amazing God he is, that, that this heart of God is, is found in pursuit. This heart of God is found in emptying himself. It's not found in flexing and in grasping. Um, but it's shown and revealed in Jesus. And then in confession, I mean, this just uproots your pride like no other. 
confession. Do nothing from rivalry, rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Just honestly, like, yeah, unity, um, the needs of other people, they're not always on the forefront of my mind. Um, I, I think of myself as the center of the story and that God um, exists to help me out um, and, and that he's uh, a side character in my story, but he's actually the center. Every knee bows to him and he is a God who emptied, pursued, right? And so I, I'm at a loss before him. My pride is undone. It's foolishness. And so I just confess that I, I don't trust that he will take care of me. I don't trust um, that, that there's any pathway out of suffering. I don't, I don't trust that if I put others' needs before my own, that my needs will actually get met. I, and so I just, I, I'm, uh, I'm selfish in that. But thanks be to God that this ultimately, Jesus is not just an example. He's also our Savior, that he came for me. He came for you. And in that place of pride, Jesus went to the cross. And as representative, he took the, the punishment. He took the wrath. He took your place. And so you are forgiven and cleansed. Thank you, Jesus. And so supplication, God, would you give unity to your church? Would we walk in this way? Imago Dei Church, would we have the same mind, the same love, right? Would, would, we, would there not be a spirit of rivalry or conceit, right? But would we each see others as more significant than ourselves? God, help that reality be true in our life. That's our prayer through Philippians 2. Hope this blesses you. See you next time.